0: He's the superintendent, runs the agency, the state police in Rhode Island. Colonel Jim Manny is my guest. Welcome back. You haven't been on in a while. That's right. Good morning. Now, a lot has happened a <laughs> lot since has you happened. Were, were last on. We had the summer of unrest. We had a lot of things, protests. And uh, I bet people tell you, who would want to be a cop today? Who would want to be a trooper today?
1: Well, you do hear that often. Yeah. It's, uh, people come up to you. But then again, it's, it's a great profession, and we, we have a lot of good applicants.
0: Right. But, I mean, you have people who do want to be troopers. Oh. It's, it's still not easy to get on that's correct yeah. yes but you're in the midst of a recruiting drive but you know when i look at that when i look around i say protests. people don't like the cops not all people but there's a contingent that don't like the troopers and don't like the cops so how do you square all this again who would want to be a, who would want to be in law enforcement today
1: well I've, I've been in this line of work for 35 years a lot right. has changed and a lot of some has remained the same um but yes this is it's a difficult time to wear a uniform right now not so much in rhode island yeah but across the United States. But we do feel it. We, we feel, you know, we're humans and, yeah. and all police officers feel that, that, uh, that resentment that is being felt across the
0: United States. Well, you know, as a part of this, we're putting body cams on more police departments. Uh, certain departments in, in Rhode Island are wearing them. Yours is not. That's correct. Uh, I know that you're working toward that. Would you put one on?
1: Oh, yes, I, uh, I, I wore a, it wasn't called a body cam back no. there, but it was a dash camera when I was a trooper on the road and a sergeant. And um, I wore one for about six, eight years. What's keeping us from getting them right now with every trooper? So um, we are the last state police agency to get body cameras Okay. and, and the, really it came down to cost. Uh, they were, we did away with dash cameras many years ago yeah. because the technology was outdated. It was a tremendous amount of cost. Now we cannot afford not to have them.
0: So, let me just follow them. You're the last department not to have them. That's correct. Is that because you don't really want them?
1: Well, of course, there's apprehension. Who yeah. wants to wear a body camera around with them in their daily activities? Yeah.
0: I wouldn't want to, to be honest with you. I don't think I would.
1: Well, I, there's always apprehension, especially yeah. amongst law enforcement officers. There's slow to change in some areas. Yeah. But I've, I meet regularly with the, uh, the six New England colonels meet, from, mm-hmm. and we all discuss this. All the five, excluding me, all have body cameras and they all say the same thing. Your troopers are not going to want to go on the road without them once they get used to them.
0: And why is that? Because uh, it's going to protect them as much as possibly harm them should a, a questionable arrest come up. Is that, is that why? That in well, the end you find more benefit to it?
1: Uh, that's right. And, and one of the things that has changed over the past 35 years is the police officer's credibility and testimony mm-hmm. and what really happened has been questioned. And body cameras, body-worn cameras will, uh, will tell the entire story.
0: Uh, should they have been here be- you know, yesterday? Because other departments have them, which tried and true technology. What, what's holding us up?
1: Well, I wish we did have them yesterday. Yeah. Um, one of the top priorities I had when I came back as a superintendent in March of 2019 was to ask for body-worn cameras yeah. to Governor Raimondo, then Governor Raimondo. And um, we were in the process of, of research and development and getting them. But then, of course, COVID hit in the past 18 months has been our priorities have shifted.
0: All right. Um, you know, when I put a camera on somebody, they act differently. It's human nature. Uh, so if I put a camera on somebody, is that alter? Is that alter the relationship? Is that alter what happens? Is, is an officer on, on edge now? You know, there's a lot that goes into this. Well,
1: I'd be lying if I told you that you, you aren't on your best behavior when, yeah. you're, when you're being videotaped. I wore one. I, I know that but it but it also is a good thing it's a good thing it, it keeps it keeps everyone uh honest and keeps everyone on their toes and i i think will be a very positive improvement for the
0: state police All right, just going back to who would want to be a trooper who would want to be in law enforcement you do have people who want to get on and and, and i know that you also have some troopers and you just said that in the open from a while ago who want to go to massachusetts because they see it's a better deal, they get paid more. Now you've got some openings in Massachusetts because of COVID, some guys left, they don't wanna get the vacs. Are you seeing anybody go up there to well, fill those seats?
1: Well, first, I saw the clip you played yeah. this morning. A lot has changed since then. Okay. I'm very happy to report that we are in a much better place than we were when I made those statements. Uh, the governor, the general assembly have given us the resources through our budget for many things. A new class, the largest yeah. class in history of the state, please, 50 recruits will go in that class by, uh, by March. A new southern barracks 28 million dollar barracks close these barracks that haven't been renovated since 1930 uh open the portsmouth barracks which has been closed for
0: almost 10 years Mm -hmm. so we're in a much better place right now but are are people still jumping to get a better deal in massachusetts it comes down to money too i mean once i make the commitment yes law enforcement me i'm willing to go along with it i want to wear the uniform but they're going to pay me more well i think that's
1: part of it once again the colonels all discuss uh, what's going on no new england colonel can compete with Massachusetts State Police. All right, we're all in the same boat. They have much greater pay, much better benefit package. It really comes down to this though, Gene. Do you want to be a Rhode Island trooper, or do you want to be a Mass Trooper? Do you want to be a Vermont trooper, or a Massachusetts trooper?
0: I wanted to be a Rhode Island trooper. And you stayed. That's right. All right, let's talk about, uh, you mentioned the other colonels and the other police departments. You meet with them regularly. Yes, sir. And you told me they're seeing what we're seeing a spike in crime in certain areas, and some of the cities you mentioned, I would say, really, I never thought of that as a right. dangerous spot. What are you hearing?
1: So that, it's so enjoyable meeting with the six of us, because, you know, the Massachusetts State Police has ten times the number of troopers we have. By the way, they're
0: buying lunch, I assume, at these meetings. Nah, so, they no, they won't
1: buy lunch. No. But we have the best uniforms, and yeah. we all agree no, on everybody that. Everybody knows that. We all know that. They all know that, too. Um, but it's refreshing to talk to them, because no matter how big or small the agency is, and we are the smallest state police agency Mm -hmm. in the country, that the issues that each colonel faces are the same issues that I face. Some are different levels, some are worse, some are better. But we, all of us can agree that there has been a a, a very, a big change in the uh, way police officers are treated, troopers are treated, and crime rates.
0: Well, let's talk about crime rates up in Providence. In fact, uh, up across the country, we've had the biggest jump in murders from year to year. Now, there was a lot of commotion as to whether or not you're going to go help Providence. This became political. Mayor Alois has pushed back. We're told you talk to the chief often. Where do we stand with that? Are you there?
1: In Providence? Yeah. In a limited capacity, we are. First off, let me say this. Chief Colonel Clements and I are close friends. We've known each other for over 40 years. We started on the Park Police together at Scarborough Beach in 1981 that's how far back we go i have tremendous respect for him commissioner parry and the entire province police force the round state police has limited resources we have 237 swan troopers we have a great relationship working with the province police the officers and the troopers past 18 months we've been in that city a lot covid rallies protests atvs right the offer was made to chief clements that the Neighborhood Response Team, which is a joint effort by the Rhode Island State Police and the province police, it's been used in years past, okay. where
0: province police officers would ride with troopers. Let me, just, let me just understand the history here. The governor made the offer via you to the city, to Jorge Alorza, put the troopers in, because you have a, you have a lot of problems here, and we see it every night on the news. That hasn't exactly happened the way he offered it am i correct
1: well let me let me just correct how this how this uh played out um the governor governor mckee uh came to me because i'm the superintendent of state police and the director of public safety correct and he said uh colonel what what can we do to assist providence okay tell me give me a plan that we we can offer them and one of the things i had been working on with colonel clements prior to this was this neighborhood response team all right we'd been in discussion so, it was formally offered to them, right, a couple of times. I want, to keep,
0: I want to keep it simple, I'm following you. It was offered to them,
1: and? And the colonel and I met for coffee a couple of times, okay.
0: he does not have the personnel to do this detail. Okay. Now, you know there's politics involved here. Do You see the mayor's hand in the back of this? Because Jorge Alorza, you know, he's political too, and at the time, he was thinking of running for governor. He's not anymore. So, where, where do we stand?
1: Gene, I'm political. I okay. learned that from my Secret Service days. That doesn't affect any of the decisions I make, and, and, and I'm sure it doesn't with Chief Clements. So it was an offer we made to him to
0: truly assist okay. the city of Providence. All right. Now, you are there. You guys have to go through Providence. It's not like you're absent, and you do, a, you do respond on occasion to emergency calls, things like that. But that, that notion that we're going to put you in there to help them, that didn't happen.
1: As far as the neighborhood response team, it did not happen. Okay, it, we've
0: helped them in many other ways. Colonel Manny from the state police is my guest. Colonel, you got two investigations, as far as I I understand, including the attorney general. You're looking into what happened with that land deal involving uh, Tony Silva, who used to be a police police chief, and the governor's chief of staff. He has since left. There's questions about that, and you have this other thing with regard to this uh, this school reopening uh, company. This deal hired right after the governor became governor to help us reopen this. The, uh, the school is five million dollars some people say it's a sweet deal. I know that you are restricted in what you can say i don't I, I know that going in, but I have to ask you what can you tell me about those two things
1: well gene I'm sorry that I yeah. cannot comment on any of the investigations we have open right
0: now. Does that make your life difficult when you have to answer to the governor no that you, you're like looking at papers here but you got to take his call
1: no no it doesn't I'm, I'm apolitical we you know we will investigate anything that uh, that we are either asked to do or we work, I work very
0: closely with the Attorney General and, and their joint investigations. You know I respect, I'm not going to press you, but is your role as kind of just a, a facilitator? If the Attorney General needs papers you got to give me the papers. I'll put the case together to him. Does it go beyond that?
1: No, no, it doesn't. It goes way beyond that. Okay. So the the State Police have some of the best criminal investigators anywhere. Alright. And uh, the Attorney General is the prosecutorial arm of this, although they can investigate as well. So we work together to make sure that all the guidelines are being followed and the best practices in
0: any investigation. We work very close together. We'll wait to hear back. You'll have the joint news conference when you have something to tell us. The other day, your troopers were out in front of the governor's home, uh, dealing with protesters. Now, some of those protesters say your troopers got a little rough with them. Here's the video. Uh, One guy, I wasn't doing anything wrong next to you. No, they're yelling at me. I mean, no no arrest looks good, let's say that. Nothing looks good when it comes to this. What really happened from your point of view out there?
1: So, Gene, is a, uh, you know, two people were arrested that yep. night, and, and this is a pending criminal matter, so I, I'm limited in what I can say specifically, but, uh, but I will answer your question. So, first off, we in law enforcement, specifically the Rhode Island State Police, respect the First Amendment. We've all taken an oath to defend our Constitution. The First mm-hmm. Amendment's in the Constitution. Yeah. The right to assemble and your freedom of speech. But it has to be peaceful. And... Um, For the most part, that night, it was peaceful. There were about 50 people that showed up. They were anti-vaccine-type protests, and they showed up at the governor's house. But it's not uncommon with any protest that there's a small percentage of people that show up, and they're antagonistic, and they really want to mix it up with the police. And we've seen that in other protests that we've attended. Mm -hmm. But that's what happened. Um, There were several members that... um, Troopers try and de-escalate every situation, okay. and they try and use great restraint, which they did, which they did. But there was no amount of restraint that could be used to stop what happened. I spoke specifically to the commander on scene that night and the troopers on scene. I've watched the videos. I've read the reports. And the commander that night told me, he said, Colonel, we tried a hundred different ways to de-escalate this. Okay. It could not be de-escalated.
0: So that's what occurred that night. You're saying your guys acted in the right way. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong here, nothing untoward. If we mm- cut right to the chase, they, you said the protests are acting up, they had to take them down. Well, in
1: on appearance of what I've read right. and what I've seen and what my interviews are, that's, you know, that is, I'm not, that is not my final conclusion. Mm-hmm. We are, you know, an allegation was made, the state police used excessive force, they overstepped their bounds. So a, Professional Standards Unit, okay. Internal Affairs Investigation was opened yesterday by me. Look it in its entirety, do a complete and thorough investigation as to what happened that night. Videos, reports, interviews, and then we'll be, we'll be doing that.
0: We talked about your involvement in Providence, but statewide there's been a bump in crimes. And you can go to other urban cores. You're, you're concerned about this, naturally.
1: Well, once again, that's just not a Rhode Island, uh, phenomenon. Yeah. That's, that's everywhere. Once again, I met with the six New England colonels. We are, each one of the other five colonels in their respective states have seen an increase in assaults on police officers, uh, stolen vehicles, murder rates, uh, violent crimes mm-hmm. in some unsuspecting places. Vermont. Uh, yeah, burlington yeah, burlington surprised. vermont has yeah. had a significant increase in the amount of shootings i don't have the exact number but it's it's fairly high 20 or maybe a little less
0: and that is something very unusual for a small town like that we mentioned that earlier before you came out we had tammy updating her her investigation on the dlt unemployment fraud i've just got about two minutes left you were early on that in fact rhode island led that investigation it started here and then we found that it's not only here Bring me up to date on that. Are you concerned that the reporting has been correct? That the amount of money stolen is accurate? Just tell me what you think.
1: So Rhode Island did lead uh, in that investigation for many reasons. Number one, I was one of the first few people my identity was stolen uh, in May of 2019, that, yeah. and which was highly unusual. I, I I still knew I was employed, so uh, something was was not right. But we so from May of uh, 19 to October of 21, right. there have been about 134,000 victims, complaints made to DLT
0: through the state police website. It's just Rhode Island. Just Rhode Island. 100? That's, that's 13% of our population, by right. the way, they whacked me too, and my friends. Well, yeah. they came after me twice, so, <laughs> right.
1: so, but, what, once we noticed that there was something unusual going on, we alerted the federal authorities, Go ahead. And, and now it's going up to 20 states,
0: hundreds of millions of dollars in lost. Now, the DLT says we're making progress in recouping. And by the way, I'm not pitting you against them or anything like that, we're all pulling together here. But do you believe that the figure is accurate in how much was stolen and how much we're recovering? And just take about 20 seconds and wrap it up. Only
1: they can tell you what that number is, but we are working very closely from day one with the Department of Labor and Training to, to help the victims and to find out what the true cost was to the state of Rhode Island. State
0: Police Superintendent James Manny, thanks for coming on. It's nice to have you back. We have Thank a lot you. more to talk about. I'll have you on the radio. We'll continue it. No problem. Thank thanks you, for Gene. coming on now.